0: yes 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 welcome back to the podcast beloved this is indeed big pj check it in today's conversation we're going to talk about relationships we got a question on the table and we are beloved going to have a convo. About it right How about that And uh, Not only do we have One question To address I feel as though like we got some time So we're going to put all Three Of the questions On the table and we're going to Deal with them all as a village, no judgment, right? We ain't, got, we all grown, beloved. We ain't finna do no judgment. We're just gonna have a conversation and see what we can do to help our brothers and our sisters out, right? Because we all have our own experiences, right? So the experiences that we go through. It helps us with our judgment Now we don't have to go Through these things personally One by one Line by line Name by name But if you know somebody Or I know somebody Or I know somebody Or you know somebody That went through something like that Or You put yourself in a situation That's why I say no judgment You put yourself in that person's shoes Just for a moment Maybe you can help them Walk their way through the situation, right? Before we go into the questions, right? Because, um, like I said, we're going to address all three. We're not just going to take one, but because I thought about it like, well, this first one to do this, the second one is that we just talk about all three of them together. I want to say shout out to everybody again for reaching out to the podcast. Dropping comments. Dropping data, right? Uh, Shout out to our brother, Divine Mac. Coming out of the great city of Toledo, Ohio, which is baby Detroit, if you don't know. Toledo, Ohio is baby Detroit, right? We call it to get, though, Ohio, because uh, it's blue collar. You know, they got some... It's all blue collar workers manufacturing hard nose you know what i'm saying long hours big paycheck that's the city that it is you know so you get a lot of detroiters move to to get to ohio once they retire it's baby detroit <laughs> you know what i'm saying our brother d mac though um i was seeking and searching some information about This whole deal about 53% of black males are single and they do not have any children. So um, while we're on this fact finding mission, our brother B. Harris, he sent something to the platform. Also, I took a look at both of the data that was presented. What D Max sent it was a guy, he was kind of breaking it down. So I think that's pretty smooth. I think that's pretty cool. I just have to really go over the numbers myself because um, it's the third demographic that's throwing me off because they have like a breakdown. When you go over the data, we talk about 54 percent of black males are single with no kids, right? No biological kids at all. Um, the way they break down the data is like age groups. Then the last age group was like 40 to 49. And they say, well, it's 80% of black males have children between 40 to 49. Now I have to try to figure out what are they considering to be children? Because, you know, once you make it to your 40s, the average, you know, well, I ain't gonna say average, but some of us, once you make it to your early 40s and your mid 40s, your children is already grown. So I'm trying to figure out, is they still considering that to be children or what's what's the. Definition for children now I got to get like an age bracket To see what's going on Once you make 18 Are you still considered A child of mine Are you no longer I just have to figure it out But I got to take a look At that data And see what it Because um, Just my reality now I can't speak about Every reality If I line up Me personally A hundred guys I know If I went through my phone And pulled out my contact list And I wrote down Just a hundred Black males I couldn't that statistic is saying well fifty four of them won't have no kids at all. And that's not my reality. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, fifty that's like the overwhelming number of black males. Like fifty four percent don't have. So I don't know, you know, I'm thinking about the coworkers that I have, the neighborhood that I'm from, the organizations I'm connected to. I just don't know it. So like I said, I'm gonna have to take a another looking at the numbers and i appreciate our brothers for sending the information to the platform and we're just gonna um eventually beloved we'll get down to the bottom of it right the first question that we're going to put on the table is can you cheat on someone and still be in love with the person that you cheated on that's the first question right No judgment, grown folks, just talking. We're going to have some fun. That's the first question on the table, right? The second question is, my husband and I went to a bar last night and he let a guy hit on me for over five minutes. This is the wife speaking, right? He let a guy hit on me for five minutes or over five minutes without stepping in. Does this mean he isn't proud to call me his wife? That's the second question that's on the table, right? Husband and wife go to the bar. A guy's hitting at the wife for over five minutes. The husband, he's in a cut. He don't say nothing. And the wife is trying to figure out: Does that mean is he proud to be his wife or not? Right? That's or yeah. That's how we're going with the second one. Last but not least. We're going to put this on the table. It's also from a wife and she's asking her husband caught her texting on the phone with another man about sex. She says, I never met the guy in person, only on social media. Yet my husband wants a divorce. What should she do? All right. (laughs) No judgment. We're just talking. As adults we ain't playing the expert card We know everything about everything And we just sitting on the throne As men and women And we just got all the knowledge We just Having fun as adults Providing information That may help somebody on their way Right In my estimate beloved In answering the first question Can you cheat on someone And still be in love with the person that you're cheating on? Yes. Right? Um, I could be wrong. It's okay if everybody have their own definition of love. But in the married circle, right? If the wife cheats or the husband cheats, that doesn't mean that they no longer love you. On this platform, Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast, um, it's like an old saying. You know, the true test is when a man has everything, how does he treat you? And if the woman is with a man that has nothing, that's the test, right? For this question, though, we also say this on this podcast, It is a man's duty. It's our calling. When we come into the planet, our calling in the relationship structure is to provide, protect, instruct, avenge, and revenge. It's a woman's job to seek out or choose the best protector, the best provider, the best instructor the best avenger and revenger she's gonna do that by nature and we're gonna do what we do by nature right when someone cheats more often than not they talking about a person that you in covenant with having sex with somebody outside the relationship right um some say kissing could be cheating some say texting like we got another question young lady say she just texting the guy on social media they just DMing each other A hey, buddy said he wants a divorce right He said that's cheating Um But We know that sex beloved Is the fourth strongest Energy on the planet We don't Subscribe to the idea that a man Could love two women Not at the same time Be in love with two women Because the way that our Calling is set up part of me as a man loving a woman means I got to be able to kill for this woman avenging revenge I got to put somebody in the dirt behind her now I don't know about y'all but I don't have a bunch of women in my life I'm gonna put somebody in the dirt for big mama mama wife it really ain't gonna go no further than that I ain't got a bunch of people down the line (laughs) I'm gonna it just doesn't work now in a relationship capacity Yeah, the wife, I put somebody in the dirt behind because that's love. That's part of love from a man is avenging and revenging. I don't see a man feeling this way about an extramarital relationship where he would kill for this woman on the outside. That's what you know. That's how we kind of package love as a man, because, again, it has to be in in the wheelhouse of our calling, providing, instructing, avenging and revenging now how you kind of see if a woman have love you i should say the test would be like how would she relate to you when you don't have nothing but it's her job and it, it's her calling to seek out the best you know protector provider instructor avenger revenger because a man is only going to pretty much kill for one woman at a time that's the woman he loves that's he's that's the relationship structure he's called that's his wife so, if he got an extramarital relationship, he don't really love her. You see what I'm saying? That's that's the best way I can speak on that. Um, there's a woman, I can't think of her name right now, it's a sister. And she says something to the extent that men are not capable of loving a woman. And uh, she makes some excellent points and I get it. But like I said at the very beginning, everybody kind of got their own definition. Of what love is But I know men We're called to do a certain thing Like we put on a planet to do this thing So The more that we operate in our calling In the relationship structure with a woman The more we become a servant In the union You know so I know It's a lot of talk about I'm the head And I'm in charge and I get it But really the male Once he becomes a husband To a wife he becomes more like the servant so you kind of look at the calling traits, you look at the attributes of that and you see it's kind of like a servant position. It's like uh, if I'm an instructor, that means I'm the standard of discipline. She's not. I am. If I'm an Avenger and a Revenger, then that means I'm I'm in a serving capacity. If I'm the provider, if I'm the protector, I'm like in a servant capacity. I ain't like King Kong diggling and I'm like <laughs> I'm in a servant position. So me having some extra doesn't That doesn't have nothing to do With my significant other Right Now in the same breath The woman is the same thing It's the same flip She's called also to seek out The best protector and provider So once she's locked in You still have to remember That sex is the fourth strongest energy On the planet So um, we have podcasts in the archive if you want to take a look and listen that we bring out the fact that happily married women they cheat also you know it's this thing it's this rumor that um, when a woman cheated something emotional it's you're lacking something at the house and what we learned beloved is that's not so it's the curiosity it's the attraction and you know so we talk we talk about certain things like the workplace the gym uh, certain organizations It's all about access With the woman Because it's our nature to always constantly Seek something out She's constantly seeking this out You know what I mean So if you put her in a position where she's off to herself And somebody can kind of like have access to her He can sleep with her But that has nothing to do With the love connection that she has for you If that makes sense right Alright Let's go on with question number two And um, question number two is my husband and I went to a bar last night and he let a guy hit on me for over five minutes without stepping in. Does this mean he isn't proud to call me his wife? Uh, No. Your husband is just your husband. And in my estimate, when it comes to outside interests, it's your job. As the wife to shut down an outside interest it's not my job to step in and talk for you i'm not your my piece you know you're your own my piece now we're one but he doesn't know what you if you liking this guy you digging this guy or not y'all hanging at the bar if you're not interested you say hey i ain't interested this is what it is and then now if it's something coming on pressing again the husband gonna fall in his role as a protector and we gonna it's some cold water finna get thrown on that instantly. You know, but it's not for him to, you know, that's just my estimate. You know what I'm saying? Um, This takes me back when I was a young scrap. I was a young scrap. And I remember kind of having a situation similar to this. I'm a single man. I go into the bar. I'm not even sure, which I, I, I'm i not going to say I'm not sure. I know I wasn't even in legal age to go into this establishment. But it's just the hood is what it is. I got to be about 19. No more than 20. I see a young lady at the bar. My type. Chocolate drop. thick. So it's a go. I'm talking to the young lady. we have having conversations back and forth. And we're talking for a little while. And then... Um, it comes out, something comes out, because I never ask a female, do you got a boyfriend? Do you got?" A... That's just not part of my conversation. But I remember her uh, looking over and she talking to my man, and she said, yeah, this is my husband. And I remember saying, oh, my, my boss ain't my, hey, my, my bad dog. I ain't even know this was your wife. We sit up here talking. And, and I would never forget he stopped me. He said, hey, it's not my job to stop you from talking. It's hers. He said, because if she go for it, she going to go for it, whether I'm here or I'm not. Now, that's some player shit, but I get it. We from the city of players. They have always stuck with me. Hey, beloved, I don't speak for no woman. and But what he said, this is something we already practice on the west side. We don't. I don't talk for no female. If you, you know, we let shorty talk for herself. If she with it? She with it. If she ain't, she ain't. I'm not here to speak for her. And in my estimate, beloved, this is what your husband was doing for you. It's your job as a woman to shut down these advances, not his. It's just his job to reinforce what you say, support you and back you up. That's why he's there as a protector. And if he go left, he's there as the Avenger. And if he go real left and it don't work out that night, he's there to revenge as well. All right. Now we're going to put the uh, last question on the table. Last but not least. And again, beloved, we want everybody to drop some comments. You know, um, believe it or not, when people come to the page. When people come to the podcast, some of the first things that they do is they go to the comments first. Boom. They want to see what the comments is like. And then they may listen to the the video this is on this is like the youtube family uh the google podcast family the spotify podcast family is something a little different and all the other eight platforms that we own i don't want to leave nobody out all of y'all we appreciate the love the support we do but these you know the audio platforms they don't really have the comment format just yet but we know that youtube do so we're going to put the questions up in the description link and we want everybody to do their best to uh drop a comment so we can stay looking out for each other right my husband caught me texting another man about having sex i never met the guy in person only on social media yet my husband still wants a divorce what should i do All right, what should you do? No judgment. Uh, last but not least, I feel as though, beloved, that you should offer a good offering. (laughs) You know, that's it, you're gonna have to put a good offering on the table. Uh, you gotta know something about male nature, too, right? So, the thing about male nature is that. It's rumored that men won't forgive infidelity. It's rumored. Most men will forgive. But you have to ask yourself this. Why would he forgive just to get the same relationship structure that he had before he caught you with your hand in the cookie jar? It's like, what's the benefit for him to forgive? You see what I'm saying? If he caught you in the wrong and he see unfaithfulness in you. Um. The chip that you can't come to the table with or the card you can't come to the table with is, well, I just won't do it no more. This is just my estimate. I could be wrong. But, well, I just ain't going to do it no more. Well, you can't press upon anybody that you just not going to do something no more, especially some shit you shouldn't have done in the beginning. Like, there ain't no bargaining chip. Well, I ain't going to do it no more. Like, no. Um, A bargaining chip is, I'm not going to do that anymore. Plus... For now on, I'm going to begin to do A, B, and C to make it right for the duration of the marriage or the next 10 years or the next five years. Or that's it. That's how I kind of see that. Um, I would suggest, sis, that you, um, for starters, like I say, uh, bring a good offering to the table. And I would suggest that you... Um, you uh, do something to secure your husband's feeling and concern about your unfaithfulness Uh, tell him that you'll start you'll get some tracking thing on your phone you know um, tell him you'll get an app where he can track you on the phone he can always know your whereabouts Uh, give him all your codes and. before I say that let me say this You know, when you get married, and this is something I I just like, uh, I guess young people is doing it different. In my estimate, you want your spouse to be your your very best friend on the planet. And uh, I can only encourage young married couples to, whatever you think marriage is, don't work on that. Whatever you think it is, don't work on it. I would encourage you to work more on your friendship than your marriage because 90% of the shit that people get into that's married. They wouldn't get into it if they, if the husband and wife was best friends. If you guys practice telling each other everything about how you feel, about what you think about, you know, what's making you tick. I think, um, well, not necessarily. I think I know that would improve every marriage across the globe because you just know the person y'all are one. Um, even though you just text buddy, through the DM, your husband, know it's just a matter of time before buddy got you with your ankles behind your ears, behind, you know, before buddy jumping off the dresser, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or you buy a buddy, put you in that, you know, you overdue house. In that sex swing, he knows just a matter of time before you're there. You should have just told him then. Hey, I met a guy online. I think he's fly. I think he's flashy. And you should have said, hey, I want him to hang me upside down. I want him to jump off the dress on me. (laughs) You should have just told him, you know what I'm saying? And you should have seen where it was. The body that you have is not yours. That's the thing, the piece I think couples are missing, especially young couples. When you sign on to get married, the body that you have is not yours. So you're going to go through your whole marriage with the opposite sex hitting on you. But it's just you got to run it through. You signed up to run these activities that you want to do for pleasure. You signed up to run it through somebody. I mean, you pick somebody. You didn't have to pick nobody. So I always think about a person's vows, man. The vows always come to mind. I'm like, yo, you guys say the most generic vow. You could uh, you could write your own vows. You can say, you know, um, I'm here, I'm signing up, I'm gonna forsake all others until I don't get enough pussy at home, then I'm gonna do my own thing. Or I'm gonna forsake all others until I see a piece of meat at the gym or the job or some organization I like and then I'm gonna see so you should say that in your vows. Stand in front of the whole world and say it. But don't stand in front of the world and be like, well, I mean, you know, I'm going to forsake all others, you know, and man, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit, you grown like who writing you who writing in your vows? So, you know, so much so beloved that that's why I kind of look at remarriage when like somebody get married again like that. That shit kind of weird, because if you jumped up the first time and you say, well, for better and for worse, and then you carry your merry ass on and then. Your situation got worse and you're like, well, I won't out. All right. Did you get married again? I'll be thinking in the back of my mind. But goddamn, did you get up there and say for better or for worse again? Because what is better or for worse now? Like everybody is confused. We, beloved, are part of the congregation of witnesses. You had Reverend Polchop up there. You know what I'm saying? We all (laughs) 'all got these vows going on. What's cracking? We're back here again? Like what is this? but it happens I say that to say this there's a piece of me that say well your husband is going too far divorce over this he signed up for for better for worse okay you go through the phone you see something that probably already happened most likely the whole thing and I don't I don't know you sis I ain't judging but most likely um for a woman to be talking about sex with a guy she quote unquote never met the likelihood of that is i'm not sure about that you know what i'm saying because most women they ain't really talking about sex like that until y'all already smashed and then women is not big on talking about sex over the phone they ain't that's kind of like some high school shit they ain't with that they they just want to meet up and but when you are getting hot and heated over the phone most times they y'all talking about the next time y'all see each other because y'all already got down the first time around so he probably think you it's not necessarily that he caught you texting somebody he probably thinking you're a liar and you stand with the lie you ain't coming off the lie i don't know you know what i mean but like i say um present a good offer you know act for forgiveness. And put something on the table. That he would benefit from. By keeping the union together. And um. That's just that on that. Right. As far as he is concerned. As your husband. Um. Again. I I think we have to be very very careful. As men. The vows that we take. Um. You know. A oath is what you give to your creator a vow is what you give to another human and when you kind of go through a, a wedding ritual you're doing both you're giving oaths and vows all at the same time and um cause that's what a wedding is it's a oneness ritual you have to be very very careful about who you choose to be one with because once you kind of go through this ritual it's really not i don't know too many rituals to begin with that you can kind of um, back out of kind of like because i'm just from a, a place in the world i'm from a city where the, when you start taking vows you know what i'm saying and this kind of thing vows for your neighborhood vows for a game uh vows for like some kind of organization some masonic stuff some you an elk or something you taking you know, when you start taking these vows and somebody stand as the representation where you take the oath you kind of like you can't get out of these things you know uh you can't uh moonwalk your way out of the mafia <laughs> you're in there you sit up there and you start throwing these vows around and you're in there it ain't no you know what i ain't think it's gonna work like you know but again it just goes back to my word is my bond, and my bond is my life, and I give my life before my word should fail. It goes back to my word is bond. Um, you know, it's like you signing up for the military when you get married. Okay, the war comes. Well, I don't want to go to war. I, I want to get out. Well, you sign up for it. You know, you gave the vow. You put your hand up, and you put your hand across your heart, and you told the devil he can send you around the world with a gun. <laughs> Now he ready to see you around. Listen, now he ready to see you around the world with a gun. You say, "Well, I don't want this anymore." <laughs> hey, you signed up. You wanted all the females, so you signed up for the basketball team. Now it's better for worse for this basketball team: winning record, losing record. You got to do those suicides. You got to go to these practices all day. This part of this game. Oh, I don't want to do this. I just want the the happy part. No, it, the work comes with the happy part. The work comes when you want to be an all-star linebacker, quarterback, and running back. Man, it's a lot of work coming with that. It's a lot of running. It's a lot of hitting drills. It comes with that. You're signing up for this. And I think that um, men must know marriage is you primarily signing up for the worst. That's why the young people say, well, there's no benefit in marriage. It's just signing up for the worst. You're not signing up for the best. You can get the best these days out of a woman just by dating. But when you want to go richer for poor, sickness and health, better for worse, to death do your part. when You start talking that kind of that's a different kind of talk. Beloved, that's a oneness ritual. How could you bag out of that? You found the text. How can you bag out of that? I don't know. It's just this my take. We just having the conversation. We having fun. We just talking. So no, beloved. Uh, we don't believe in divorce here. Uh, Separation is cool If y'all fighting each other um, We get it You know we ain't with no domestic stuff But we are all for Counseling We for relationship coaches And we are For men standing On their word because their word Is their bond and they are the Representation Of instruction So everybody's looking at you so that whole well, you wanna leave and all that like No. <laughs> we ain't about breaking up no black family, we ain't with it. We just we just not with it. Now nah, you know. That's just our take on the matter. We're gonna leave it there. We wanna know, beloved, what you are thinking, right? We wanna know what you are thinking. Um But I cannot stress that point enough, like um, you got to be very careful and I always say mate selection is going to be one of the most important decisions that you make because nobody can guarantee and this is what men have to listen I want men to listen up you are beloved to stand at the standard of discipline the man you you're the general nobody can promise you what they're going to act like five years from now 10 years from now 20 years from now no female can never promise you she would never cheat on you it's not real she can't promise you she won't do something that's improper it's not real so you talk about people got they're humans so they're emotional and so you have to you have, you you have to size that up different i kind of wink at women saying well i want a divorce because i kind of look at women like they're more like the weaker vessel they didn't plan it all the way out I kind of I just, it's unfortunate I just see women this way like well they don't really know what they're doing and they feel a certain way and they want to go with it but I look at a, a man like well he can't make the decision based on feelings he's not a woman or a child he has no scapegoat you know women and kids can make mistakes they can just run around they make all kind of but the man he kind of can't he can't put himself in a position where he's going to make a mistake he kind of has to play it all the way out. So we'll leave it there. Because that's just my take on everything. and yeah. That's, you know, we put three questions on the table. Beloved, I feel like we had a good time, you know, talking about everything. And until next time, beloved. This is indeed Real Black for a Podcast. This is your brother V and we're going to get up with you guys later. We're looking for you in the comments. Peace.